Your RPG campaign sucks. Wait, come back, I'm just kidding! Do I have your attention now? Your campaign might be good, but it may be missing a little something. That's where Battle Bards comes in. Battle Bards is premium tabletop audio to take your game to the next level. Is your player's level 5 fighter ready to smack an orc in the face? Battle Bards has a sound effect for that. Is your level 3 rogue ready to talk some information out of a barkeep? Battle Bards has the voice acting for that. Are your characters ready for a halfling camp song that raises spirits and shows your players a better time? Battle Bards is here for all your fantasy audio needs. And with the MFG cast, we can help out. Go to BattleBards.com right now. Sign up for an account. And with purchasing a $10 and $25 package, use the code MFGCAST1 and you get a free song, The Dwarf Temple, The Soul Forging Score Music. If you're into buying $50 and $100 packages, you'll get five total tracks on us for free with using the code MFGCAST2, including A Monsterscape, I Monster Combat, Behold Extermination, The Soundscape, Dungeon, Dungeon of Loss, Inhabited, the NPC script, Armorsmith, Steel, and Silk, and the sound effect, Short Bow, Arrow, Barrage. And if you're really ready to get into that fantasy audio, buy your $150 and $300 packages and get 10 total tracks, one full album, for free from us by putting in the code MFGCAST3, including music, Dark Elf City, Morning Doer, score music, the sound effect, Magic Missile Spell, the Monsterscape, common giant, torture, hill giant, and entertaining at home. Also, racial language, orcish, orc, brute, lashes out. And including soundscape, castle ruins, ruins of the black castle at night. BattleBards has hundreds of great fantasy audio at your fingertips to use for that great audio enhancing experience for all your RPG gaming. Or, if you want to enhance your board gaming, or if you do something online, like say a podcast like we do, you can use all that fantasy audio, bring it up to the next level. You don't trust us? Well, how about Battle Bards audios being used for the Dungeon Rats podcast, the God's Fall podcast, or maybe you've heard a little something called Critical Role on YouTube, or them having a contract with the Roll20 app? Battle Bards has all your fantasy audio waiting and a big thank you to BattleBards for being a sponsor on the show. You introduce, Dan. This is the MFG cast. He's been researching. He knows how to say it now. I've heard an episode or two. 
<laughs> the fact that you actually go back and listen to the ones that we record that that takes a lot of guts because I don't even do that anymore. Dude, my absolute favorite is I downloaded some of your super early episodes. Oh, gross! Why would you do that? Because young punk Kurt is fucking hilarious. Like, <laughs> oh man, I don't like those stupid games with those weird cubes. Give me a cool card game, man. <laughs> <laughs> the way the way you're talking it makes me sound like i started in the 70s or something you know it's like oh man i don't really care about those games damn the man i like uh i don't know i can't even think of it a game to th- an indie game to throw in there dude you were like full of piss and vinegar back then my favorite <laughs> is you're like kittens in a blender is the most rad game i've ever played <laughs> you're like what you're like, you were shitting thing? all over the new science. You're like, oh my god, this game is dumb. Scientists, what are you going to do? Invent something? This sounds stupid. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I know. I've calmed down since those days, which is only only five years from from now. Right? Before now. Um, yeah, welcome to the NBG cast. We play games and that's what we're here to talk about. I'm Kurt. I'm Kim. I'm Dan. And uh, we're going to have a fun little conversation. And you know what? I didn't know how to... We kind of talked about what we thought we thought we should call this episode. So I think we're just going to call it five games from each of us. Well, it can be split or together or whatever. Because um, some of us have some, some of us have some crossover. But it's like basically games that just are still awesome. That just don't get old. That are just... I don't know. They're. I don't know how to say it, Dan. You they, probably you probably can say it more eloquently than I can. They withstand the test of time. They withstand the test of time. Yes, perfect. They battle against the cult of the new, and they stand triumphant over the fields of the dead. That's right. That's right. And that's and that's a good way to think of it too, because because of coming up with trying to think of this, it's like obviously you know when you're. The people that the people that are even listening to this and us and other people and other podcasts stuff like that, they're always looking going to board game geek, looking at the hotness, thinking, okay, what can I look forward to now? And a lot of people don't, you know. And I think a, we tend to leave all these games that we have kind of on a shelf in the dust, you know. And every once in a while, we'll get that urge to be like, oh, hey, maybe we should play this game we haven't played with in. Six months, three years, ever. <laughs> there's definitely been some of those games I know that you're like, there's that one game on the shelf that you're like, one day, one day I will play this game. And it still sits in the shrink wrap. You know, it's kind of funny. Um, I was actually listening to The Good, The Bored, and The Ugly. One of the things they mentioned was it seems like nowadays, like if a game gets five plays that it you know it is completely maxed its worth to you that like if a player plays a game five times that it justifies the purchase and was worth it and it's funny because you think back to like when you were a kid and you would just play the same board game for like a year and a half mm-hmm. you know because that's the one that you got so you had to like it yeah yeah it's like um when we uh we set this uh 10 by 10 thing where we're just like okay we're gonna take these 10 games and we're gonna play them 10 times well, right now, when we first, when me and Tracy did ours, when we first started, it was like gangbusters. We're like, okay, let's bring this out. Okay, let's bring this out. Okay, let's bring this out. And now it's like, 
I like the game. I like that we're having this strategy, but I want to play this game now, you know? Yep. And you don't realize it's like, okay, we probably should play these games again to fill out this thing, but it's like, man, it's, pre- it's pretty easy to to put it off and be like, okay, well, I'll do it tomorrow. It's like it's like when you're in school and you're like, okay, I'll do that paper tomorrow. And then you're like, it's like three hours before and you're like <laughs> snorting coke and, you know, doing... <laughs> roofies no you're not doing, <laughs> you're not doing any stickling kids but you know you're just you know you put it off until that last moment you know there there is a lot of games out there that i know that people right now when they're when they listen to this they're already thinking oh yeah i can easily pick five games that i just i love that you know no matter how many times they get pulled out i really enjoy them so let's kind of so we, we thought we would go through that and so, like, part of the thing that actually helped me come up with, like, you know, like, thinking about this recently was um, I got to do, like, I had vacation from work recently, and I got to go to, like, the Uncommons, like, the board game cafe in the city. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine came with me, and we played, like, 12 new games that day. Like, we were just, you know, like, oh, let's try out this. Oh, Ubongo, let's try out that. Let's, uh, let's do a few rounds of the game and all this other stuff. And one of the games we played was um, Legendary Inventors. And the game, it's, it's really nice. It's really easy. And it's a perfectly fine game. Like, um, nice art, has cool little details. Uh, the game comes with like an art book that tells you about the inventors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the play is really simple. It's just basically you tap your inventors to add their skill to making something. You you know like uh, based on how much you contributed towards researching that thing is you get the first pick. Next player gets the next pick. So like very simple, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, this game is really cool. I really enjoyed it a lot. And it came out last year, right? 2016. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't think I will ever see somebody playing this in a convention in a year from now, though. Yeah. Right? And it's like, like I said, nothing wrong. And it looked great. And it played fine. And I just was kind of like, I don't think I want to buy this because I, I don't think it would, you know, it, it'll be like being played next year or whatever. And then I started thinking about like those games that we've been playing for years that we're still looking forward to playing. And it was like, you know, just like that... There's just something inside of them, right? Like uh, one of the first games on the on this list, and I think we all more or less kind of agreed on this one, is Puerto Rico. Now, Puerto Rico, what's pretty cool is I like how it scales with different players. You know, like it's not like the same game at every player count. They add those extra prospector roles and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the game is really simple. It doesn't change. There's not like tons of variability or anything. The variability is really just the players. But what I like is it starts almost becoming like chess where if you play with the same people you'll start to predict their move before they do it mm-hmm. and you can capitalize off of that yeah and i think that is so cool that you know you look at a chessboard and you look at puerto rico there's nothing similar you know it's <laughs> like uh but i love this aspect of like all right you know kim always likes to go for those markets early so i'm going to go for a coffee roaster so this way, whenever she chooses that sell action, because I know she's going to do it every other turn, I'm going to be able to sell coffee and make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can play against my opponent. And then when you play at higher player counts, you've got to like kind of scan the table. It's like, oh shit, Kurt has five open buildings. Kim has four open buildings. Okay, when we when we go for the governor role, there's going to be like 15 people coming on that ship. Let me start opening up some plantations. Like I don't have to worry about getting people. I know they're going to have to do it. I don't need to do this action. Like, you know, I love that feel of that game. That you, it's like part of it is playing the game, but the other half is playing the table, and I think that's amazing. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a lot of different aspects of that game where even if you do know, you know, where someone's kind of going and you can try to manipulate the way you're going to play this game, there are still there's still a lot, a lot of randomness between um, uh, between moves and stuff like that. Like even you know, I, I kind of when I was talking with Dan, I kind of lumped San Juan with this too because there's you know there's always that randomness of you know what you're gonna what's coming out to the table you know what you're gonna be able to choose from too to where you know I I don't feel like it's the same game every time even though it is this you know the same game basically you know I I still feel that you could play this with bunches of different people that have different personalities and stuff like that and even playing with the same group and you could be like okay well obviously this person knows that I'm going to go this way. So maybe I'm going to try this other aspect of it and, you know, try to go that way. You know, maybe I'll do the, um, I can't think of uh, in San Juan. I'm trying to think just because it's been a bit, but there's that one where you only draw a card and nobody draw No one else draws a card. The prospector. Prospector. Okay. That's the one you were talking about. You know, it's one of those where it's like, okay, well, obviously I'm, you know, I don't, you know, I don't want anybody to play that, so I'm just going to kind of slowly screw them over and see what happens, even though, you know, in the turnarounds, it's different per player, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, I just, it's one of those ones where, like, it's a lot of different types of strategy, and no matter how many times that I've played, it's it's still, you know, got a lot of good playability to it, where when it comes out, I don't go, Oh geez, what am I gonna do now? It's just it's one of those like okay, well let's see how I can strategize, you know, to see if this person is gonna play like they always play or if it's gonna be a little different. How can I change that? And the other thing that's pretty well too is the game was made in two thousand two. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, it's like you know you talk about something that holds up pretty well over time. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's definitely up on the list. Yeah, and even though you you may not think that okay, when you think of like older games, you might not think that that game is that old. It's fifteen years old. That's a long time, especially in the game community, you know? I mean, just think of games that like that are five years old that nobody even remembers just because there's just so much that comes out. And it's one of those that when people talk about top games, that always seems to be on the list. I, in doing some research, I just wanted to see some people's top list for things. And I hit up a bunch of sites and was like, okay, I want to see what's, what's there. And it seemed like most, like almost everybody in their top ten, Puerto Rico was there. And uh, another huge thing, you still see it being played at cons. Mm-hmm. You know, from Gen Con to local cons, it, it's on a table somewhere, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it. I, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think it's. I don't think it's super easy to find these days. It's um. It, I know San Juan was hard to find for a while, and that yeah. got re-released. Puerto Rico is pretty readily available. Um, okay, I've seen it local. It's on Amazon. I think on Amazon it's only like twenty-seven bucks or something. Oh wow! So if you don't have it in your collection now, it's like a great time to snag it. Yeah, that's a great deal. And the, even if you are a person that only has two people, they actually you can find two-player rules for it, and it plays pretty good. You just play two roles per person, and it plays pretty smoothly. Yeah, one thing that I thought was kind of funny, by the way, is Race for the Galaxy is kind of like like San Juan slash Puerto Rico in space. Mm-hmm. And the two-player variant for Puerto Rico, they basically took off of uh, Race for the Galaxy. So I like 
that they took an idea from the game that took ideas from the game <laughs> from the game that's based on Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah. So basically, they're ripping each other off. That's yeah, it's, it's just like it's like literally just like a giant circle. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. That's awesome. So since Kim has been like a ninja this whole episode, let me throw her under the bus. I know you only got to play the uh, the one or two times with Puerto Rico. But do you find yourself, like, looking forward to future plays, like, refining strategy and all that? I don't know about refining strategy. I just, um, I didn't really get the hang of it. It seems fun, but it seems like, it seems exactly the same as San Juan. Like, I don't really see much Most of a the difference. the colonists and, like, limited space and everything. Well, no, you you still have the, um, like, the governor and stuff, like San Juan. Like yeah, they he, keep, like, the roles, the roles and stuff, but... Yeah, but to me, I can't find that difference between the two games. Because if you said, hey, would you want to play San Juan or Puerto I, Rico? I'd be like, well, they're the same game, so anyone would be I guess, fine. like, the difference is, like, with uh, Puerto Rico, you need the people in the buildings for them to do it. Like, San Juan, they're just, anything you have just works. But in Puerto Rico, if it's not manned, then it doesn't do anything. Like, you need to get the, like, little colonists... Oh. On the buildings and stuff. I haven't played Sin One in a while. <laughs> I know it's been ages. Yeah. <laughs> so do you? Uh, you want to toss out the next one, Kurt? Sure. The next one is another one that we both kind of thought should be on the list, and it's uh, Sentinels of the Multiverse. The reason why I put this on is because I recently got to play this, and to tell you the truth, I don't remember before that when we played it last. Mike has this game, and he has the base game. He has Rook City, he has relics. Infernal Relics. What is that? Infernal Relics, thank you. Yeah. Shattered Timeline. And we bought him Vengeance, the big box. And I, we, he started pulling it out, and he's like, well, these cards haven't been played because they just look pristine. And then, you know, he'd pull out something else and be like, oh, this hasn't been played. You know, it's like, because I remember when we first got it, the, the original, uh, we played it. A decent amount you know we're just like oh this is so cool it's got it's a superhero base and it's a car it's like kind of like a deck building game and well it it is i guess so i i don't know i call it it isn't it isn't just because there's certain aspects of it but and it has its own like story and it's got it you know the cards have the flavor text but like before the i mean i don't and I would I asked uh, Mike this now, and I don't know if you guys know, but like they never beforehand they never had a like any comic story behind it. Do they have something like that now? They always had stories and like things written out and timelines, mm-hmm. but they're actually releasing. I think they're releasing actual comics. Mm-hmm. The creators have a podcast called The Letters Page, where they get into deep cut history. Of a character each week, each episode. Uh, I listened to the Omnitron episode today. It is bonkers how awesome it is. That's cool. Um, and I think they're actually releasing an RPG off of the, sh- the Sentinels concept too. That would be awesome. I want in. Yeah, for sure. Because you know when the when the original first came out and they you know they had all these guys and they had all those little flavor texts and then even on the bomb it said where that flavor text is from it's like there's no reference for it they just made it it's fucking awesome and you know it was just it's one of those you know like 
me and me and Dan have talked before, you know, and you know, since the beginning, since the infancy of this podcast, when I was a, a little baby, talked about how much I love superheroes and love superhero games. This game just caught me, and when it first, when we, and when it had that first pack, like it was hard as fuck. I mean, it it, it literally was just like okay. You're, you know, here's here's your bad guy. Here's your environment. You're fighting, you know, you're fighting these good guys. Have at her, and you know, some of those decks, you know, work. You know, if you could get the right cards, they would work well. But that wasn't not necessarily the case, so you'd had to be careful of that. I think they've kind of lax and made it a little bit easier for you to fight. Fight well, at least when we played it last night, because uh, was it last night? No, it was Tuesday night. It doesn't matter. Whenever you're listening to this, you won't give a shit. We kicked we kicked his ass. We kicked the bad guy's ass, and it was it was awesome. Because you know, to tell you the truth, I don't even remember if we ever beat a bad guy in that game. So it was so <laughs> fruitful when you did. It was like watching a superhero movie where the bad guy kept winning and winning and winning, and you're like, when the fuck is somebody gonna kick his ass or her ass? And then finally, when it happens, you're like, yes, you know. So it was just with this, this topic of playing it. You know, five years later, or what? Four years later? Yeah, it's been out for five I, years I, now. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm still like, wow, this is cool. Like, I, you know, when I just told Dan, we were at a, um, a local game store. We were looking at at games, and I saw Sentinel and all Sentinels and all the expansions, and I'm like, I want to get it. <laughs> you know, it's just it's cool when you have that excitement about something that's been out for a long time. One of my favorite bonus villain packs is misinformation. <laughs> She actually works at the uh, the Freedom Tower, and she doesn't like things just go wrong when you play against her until she finally reseal, reveals herself as a true villain. Nice. So yeah, I was like, that's pretty dope. Like, uh, so like, all right. So, what are some of your feelings on the game? Like, uh, Sentinels. I hated it the first time I played it. I remember that. well because we were playing with awful people. No, it's just the <laughs> gameplay. I just did not understand it for some reason. Like, it threw me off, the fact that it's a co-op, but you have, like, like you can only play, like, certain cards. Yeah, like, you get to play one and draw one each turn, basically. Yeah. And use a power. And, like, I don't know, for some reason it just turned me off, but after when you were starting to really get into it, and when I fully understood how to play it, then it got a little bit more interesting. But like, uh, like, do you like, do you like dig trying out, like, the new heroes and stuff like that, or when we fight somebody new? Like, what's... Not really. I like the... You know, the same. Like I, uh, I like the one that looks like the like Batman. Yeah, the Wraith. Wraith. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. She's cool. So I would always go back to her, and because I've tried other people, like and I tried the Alchemist, the one that looked like oh the uh, Scholar. The, yeah. yeah. He looked like. Uh, yeah, there's there's some people that it's hard. I couldn't get the hang of uh, him or the Deadpool guys. Yeah. That character, like, I'm like, I don't understand what I'm supposed to be doing. It's just she had <laughs> such good combos, and I never really found good combos. Even when I watched you play, it's like, yeah, you have alright combos, but for some reason I, with her, I, I think she has the best. Next time we play, I'm going to suggest you be the primalist. He's basically Beast Boy. Oh, yeah, that's that's what Mike played with last night. and <laughs> He's so and dope. He, he is amazing. He Mike Mike was kicking ass with him because he basically found a thing where he was the rhino and he kept getting up to full health like all the time, which was amazing. And then I played as God. Can't think of the guy. He can do he can do ice powers, but he can do fire powers. Absolute zero. Absolute zero. Yep. And I remember when I played him to begin with, I was like, God, he is just not very good. Man, I had some combos going that like. 
cold would heal me, but then fire would hurt me. But then I found another one where fire would actually eventually heal me and hurt the hurt the bad guy. It's like holy smokes! I just I just realized that I must have played this game many more times than I give myself credit for because I am actually remembering the names of all these people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, plus you have to realize that I have the worst memory when it comes to that because it's just like. It's like trying. It's like your mom trying to describe a TV show for you. You remember with that guy? He's got dark skin and he's got a deep voice. And you're like, oh my god, mom, just Google something for once in your fucking life. You know the show where the, the cop they were trying to catch the rapist. And you're like, yeah. Oh, you mean every cop show ever? Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You mean like the five shows that are on NBC right now? Thanks, mom. Yeah, it's like I. I think the thing that gives Sentinels. I think it's like a one-two punch. I mean, like you were saying with the flavor text and everything, this game has such heart. I mean, when you listen to that podcast, the letters page, they love this. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not doing it because it's a cash grab. They're not doing it because, I mean, it's huge. Like you look at that most recent Kickstarter and that thing went like gangbusters. Yeah. But like, if this is a game that you were thinking about and say you, it's not for your group, but you're like, oh man, but I really like Sentinels. You can grab it on your phone or your iPad. Yeah, totally. You know, uh, for like 20 bucks, you'll get like almost everything that's out there. And then you just play the teams, you know? Mm -hmm. But the other thing is that massive replay factor. Like, never mind the fact that there's like a billion villains uh, villains you can fight and that the heroes and villains, certain matchups, they actually hate each other so much that they do extra damage. Like Mm -hmm. each other, you know, everyone has their nemesis. And how, like, what is there? Like 30 something environments already? Yeah, where it's crazy. like you're fighting on the moon, or uh, you're fighting in Atlantis. Oh, here's a like a thing that's basically the danger room. Here's an old west. My favorite is the time vortex, where it's like basically cards from all the other environments because you're just getting pulled into all these different things. Mm-hmm. But one of the other coolest things is even the heroes and the villains have variants. So it's like, oh man, like, you know, like we just barely beat Baron Blade last week. That was awesome. Like, oh man, you know what we should do? The next time we play him, we should play the Mad Bomber version of Baron Blade. Like, he's even more dangerous now that we just beat him and stuff. And you're kind of like almost making the comic story yourself. Mm -hmm. You know? And it's like the fact that you're looking out for each other and there's just so many cool things in the game. You know, I mean, like, uh, they basically noted this the newest expansion is going to be the end. Uh, oblivion yeah it's like because his goal is like he's trying to merge all the timelines into like one like dead world basically wow and in the next set villains are going to be heroes like baron blade is actually like even though he's a villain he's like well the earth is where all my stuff is so i don't want him to end the world so i gotta stop him you know nice all these other like you know these like villains are heroes there's all these new dudes and it's like even though Let's just say that this is the final thing for this card game, mm-hmm. right? I can easily see myself playing this five years from now, going like, okay, uh, you know, like this will be the hardest fight we can possibly do. You know, these are our four heroes, and we have to take down Iron Legacy in this environment. We have no chance at all. Let's see what we can do. You know, like. Yeah. Just, like, trying to, like, see if you can, like, you know, break out of, like, unwinnable fights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know? I, the game is absolutely amazing. I, I, when you when I saw it on your list, I'm like, yes, this is definitely, you know, this is a timeless thing, I think. from It's going to, like, even though it may not be Marvel or DC, I think this will last longer than, like, a Marvel or DC game of the same nature. 
Yeah, exactly. And and I can almost and I can uh, definitely see um, Kim's uh, point about playing it too. I think you have to give it more than a couple of chi- times too, because you know it it it's different than your than your typical deck building game. But once you figure out some of the things that you can do, like I, I will admit, even though I've played this you know a few times, there's some things I still am like. You know, how is this even going to work, you know? And just talking about that game that me and Mike just played, like, I was doing things that I had never done before. I was like, man, I am comboing up the ass. And it's just like, that is just, it's cool because I wasn't used to that before. It was me just putting a lot of cards down and being like, well, here goes nothing, you know, or, you know, drawn, you know, drawn cards where you're like, this is going to do me no good. And and having that dread inside that's like, well, I'm going to play this for a solid half an hour to an hour and not do a damn thing. Fun! <laughs> you know? So, you know, it's just sometimes that happens. But don't be discouraged by it. Even, even if you do lose to Citizen Dawn like nine times in a row. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've yep. not beat her yet. <laughs> well, and you have to realize, too, it's just, just think of it in terms of of superhero themes, you know, or villain themes, you know, that stuff's going to happen. There's always that thing where like the, the good guy goes up against this one villain and never beats them. And then finally they do, you know? All right. So Kim, what is, what is a game that you view as timeless? So one of them, I kind of think, I don't know if it's timeless, but her conviction one of to them. The, the <laughs> statements. <laughs> yeah, guys, well, it might be timeless. I don't know. You decide. It's, it's hard because uh, whenever I think of something that's timeless, it's like you go back to it and you just like know instantly how to play it and you like know everything. Like how you know like almost all the cards for uh, Sentinels and you remember. I'm a no, yeah. loser, I think. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I never really had that with a game where I know exactly like I, I go back to it and I'm like, yeah, I know how to play this. I always feel bad because whenever we go back to a game, it's like, all right, give me like 30 minutes so I can read the rule book again so I know what I'm doing. Well, there's one game that you always know how to play whenever we break it out. No. I still, last time we played, I had to sit for like about 20 minutes before people came to read the rule book because I completely forgot how to do battles. Okay. Well, it's easy to move around. You mention the name. Well, it's Talisman. <laughs> I'm like, everybody is in yeah. suspense here. Yeah. <laughs> but you also used like 35 expansions the last time we played. So that, you know. 35? No. Like <laughs> no, but like the, sim- the, the simple things of how to... I, I know it's like a roll and move, but then it's like how you deal out damage like i can even remember it's a roll and fight you roll a d6 and add whatever the skill is no i know but there's certain things where like you can evade somebody there's certain things that like you know when you take damage so sometimes like it's ah, that's all the minutiae of the player versus player yeah but i i just i i with most of the games i can just never it can never sticks with me see you know what i think is the most impressive thing about talisman it's older than you it is it is 1983. Holy smokes. Right? Fourth edition. Uh, There's un- a fifth un- edition coming out soon, right? Yep. Um, the uh, Games Workshop actually announced they're going to re-release Talisman. And nice. So the good news is maybe uh, the absurd prices that people are charging for the expansions <laughs> will drop out again. Yeah, no kidding. Well, um, no, I don't know because even like the, like the old Talisman stuff... You'll see, like, people selling it for, like, crazy amounts. Only because 
you know, it's something that they're never going to make again. Yeah, well, so I mean, if it's collectors from, would like it. Yeah, but I mean, if it's from like 1988 or 1990, all right, I get the whole like, hey, this thing is 27 years old. Mm-hmm. It's worth money. But I mean, the thing that came out last year should not be $75 just because the, uh, the contract fell through, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah that part's tough. Yeah. So what part of Talisman just makes you want to keep coming back to it then? I think it's like the Roland move. It's yeah. like almost like a classic. Like, you know how uh, you do Monopoly? You mm-hmm. roll a move? It's so simple. Please, please, tell me, please tell me it's better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I will never play this game. Guess what? This is the guy that's never played that game. And if you tell me that it's so similar to Monopoly, it will never be played. No, it's not. It's not like uh, the the only thing that's similar to Monopoly is you know you roll your the dice and it tells you where to move, mm-hmm. and then you just draw cards depending on where you go and it tells you who you have to fight, what loot you get. You can carry the loot on you. Certain things, certain times, you can like acquire donkeys or horses that will let you carry more stuff. A um, fantasy game with donkeys and horses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you also get followers and stuff like that. Yeah, you can become a toad. So basically, it's kind of a role-playing game into a roll-and-move game, basically. A little bit. Yeah, it just it takes forever. So if you're Wait. down, <laughs> waiting like four or five hours to actually finish a game. Holy shit! It can it, take four or five hours. We've had I'm it. Out. We're, we've had it. <laughs> can I take a three-hour nap in between? <laughs> I love the fact that she's selling. Can I eat a fucking sandwich. <laughs> yeah. First of all, usually I make it mandatory that pizza's available when we play this. Yeah. By the way, I do love that it's her pick, and she's like literally just tanking it intentionally. I know. Right? Well, like, no, it takes forever. And you, and well, it do does. Things. <laughs> but that's why I like it because it's so long. That's what she like, said. Yeah. Nice. God but, damn it, I'm immature. But, but it, so so because it, but it has to be fun and long though because I'm sure you've played long games that you're like please murder me now I'm sure yeah well it, you know what it is I think it depends on who you are because a lot of the times the people we've played it with they just wanted to end and I wanted to keep going <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you're that person yeah. you're like hey also, let's play the six hour game ah oh, come on you were assuming that on their behalf like. I'll, I'll... Well, no, actually, like some of my friends, like when I told them about it, they're like, oh, that's kind of too long for me. Yeah, well, it's like... also, it's not the game you break out at 10 o'clock at night. Like, that happens once or twice with us. No, it happened once, but like the other times, like we even had it when I hosted the talisman party, and then afterwards I asked, and like other people, they wanted to do it because, you know, they felt bad for me. I was like, okay, we'll play it because you want to play it. And then when I asked them later, it's like, like if you want, they, they want to do it again. One person said, yeah. Either was like, uh, no, that's all right. It just took too long. But let's not forget that even Tim said it was his favorite game in college. And I haven't play played it with Tim, oh, so on that's one person that I can play it with. Because <laughs> I played, I played it. We played it on the iPad, and it was a. I thought it was horrible because it's so fixed. Oh really? When it actually you, is rigged on the iPad. Yeah, yeah. when you roll oh. the dice to move, right, and like when yeah. you see the opponents, what we did was we did, like did two turns and then. We shut it off. We turned it back on again. Started from the beginning. Same exact thing. Same exact, exact same dice rolls. Same cards that were drawn. Here was the biggest horseshit, though. Uh, <laughs> I go to a spot and I fight a dragon where there's no way I can win because its its combat is a seven plus a d six roll, and my combat is like a three plus a d six roll. So I'm like, okay. So my other option is to go to like this graveyard where I'll automatically lose a life. So I'm like, all right. So I either lose a life or lose a life. Awesome. <laughs> Reloaded the game five times. Every time the dragon rolls a five and I roll a one. 
Wow. And I'm like, all right, well, that, since that's rigged, fuck it. I go to the graveyard. I lose a life. The computer guy goes. He draws the top card of the deck. Suddenly, it's not a dragon. Now it's two gold instead. I'm like, you fuck. I'm like, well, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm like, you know, sometimes you feel like it's stacked against you, but the fact that it actually is stacked against you, I was like, God damn it. Why don't they just make an app where it just kicks you in the dick? But that being said, I'll, I'll give this to, uh, to um, Talisman, though. I challenge you to find another more beer and pretzels game to clown around with your friends and just, like, bullshit, roll die, fight it out. And, like, you know, you, it's just, like, mindless fun. Like, you're just running around, killing shit, gar- grabbing loot. Once somebody gets a talisman, you start rubbing it in everyone's face. And then they <laughs> all try to land in your space to steal it from you, which is awesome. So, yeah, it, it's kind of neat just for that alone. And you can always play the house rule if you die. Because if you die, you can just, like, um, choose another character. But you can have yes. it where if you die, you just die. And then the last person standing yeah. wins. So long That befo- goes faster. So long <laughs> before the days of like uh, PlayStation and Nintendo games, it was a board game that featured respawns. Yeah. Uh, nice. That's awesome. I wonder if there was any campers. They're like, oh, well, every evil player starts in the graveyard, so I'm just going to stay on this side of the board. <laughs> as soon as you spawn, I attack. I attack. Okay. <laughs> that would be great. Talisman campers. I want it. <laughs> So one of my other uh, classic picks, this is no surprise, and I'm going to make it super fast. Lords of Waterdeep. <laughs> Much like Puerto Rico, I still see it at like every con I go to. And uh, the, the reason why this game is like so near and dear to my heart is it's one of the first games I ever played that had skill. I call it skill creep. You know, like in Magic the Gathering, the power creep where every new edition, the cards have to be a little bit better to keep you coming back. Mm-hmm. Lords of Waterdeep, like... It's, it's a euro that you can teach people easy. Like, you know, they start out at zero. If they make a few mistakes, they'll still get some points. Like, they can feel good about themselves. But as you get to know the lords and the quests and positioning and the buildings, it's like, it becomes more analytical. Like, I find myself actually, like, you know, edging out turns and, like, you know, try to, like, block an action to divert somebody into another spot. It's like, you know, it's a very thematic game, like, when you read the flavor text and stuff, but... I mean, new players love it. It, you know, I've been playing it for years and years now, and it still finds a way to the table. Like, we still have people ask for it. We still suggest it, and people say yes. Like, it's the game that doesn't get shut down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I absolutely, you know, I adore it. More, like, you know, it's like it's my number one pick of like all time. I think probably. <laughs> so yeah, you won't shut up about it. Jeez. I I really do love the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I agree with you too. I. It's funny because I was trying to get Dan to like not put this on the list because we talk about it so damn much. Like I feel like it's a theme that we've had for uh, over the past you know a few months. But yeah, this game is just it. I think it's the first like big like Euro game that we got Logan into. And if he if a six year old can play that game, you know that just about anybody can start that game and you know you know, really, you know, get into it. And, and he just, it was, I think it was the first big Euro that Tracy was into even, you know, where to the part where she played it with some friends and was like automatically came home was like, I, I need to buy this. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what? I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> she, she doesn't know that I said, the, she doesn't know what we're talking about. Because, <laughs> I'll cut this out. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's one of those that, a lot of people talk about the theme, which, like, to tell you the truth, like, with the first, like, five 
three to five plays, I didn't even realize this was a D&D game. <laughs> it was just kind of like, ooh, Lords of Waterdeep. Ooh, you get you get to do all the all these cube pushing. Ooh, it's got buildings. Ooh, you know, all that. And then and then it's one of those things where people are like, oh, yeah, well, you, you know, I'm going to put my wizard here. And I'm like, what? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, all the colored people, they're different types of guys from D&D. I'm like, oh, that's cool. No, you know, and then and then uh, Dan told me about the little, you know, the little uh, meeples that you can get for the guys. And I'm like, oh, that would be cool, you know. And just I think another telltale sign of a game that stands the test of time is wanting to upgrade it. Because for me, I don't think there's that many games that like I don't I don't really give that much of a damn about that kind of thing, you know. Because <laughs> I'm just like, you know, if this had this cool, but like I'm not gonna go out of my way to get it, you know. But with this game, I'm like, oh, yeah, they get those meeples. And then, you know, oh, they got, you know, you can get some coins made, you know, for the game instead. And, you know, there's, I mean, when you're willing to take a game that already is a great game and exists and to make it, you know, a little shinier, that I think uh, says something about it. By the way, are you the current uh, ruler of Waterdeep? Did you, you won the last time, I think, right? No, I think uh, I I almost won, but somebody somebody, somebody beat it? me. I think I remember who. I remember when he got the game, and after he like expanded it, he actually was like, I was like, you know what? I should get another one. I'm like, why? I was like, well, just in case, you know, we wear this one out, you know, <laughs> cards get all, you know, nasty. So that's also like a sign of it's going to be here forever because yeah. we have two yeah. copies now. And oh my thinking, God, you did buy a second copy? Yes. Dude, it was like Amazon, it was on Amazon for $15 one day. And, Seriously? And he's yeah. thinking about oh. getting the uh, another copy of the expansions. Just in case. Yeah. You fucking nerd. <laughs> right? Um, awesome. Here, you know what? I'll tell you what. Let me just toss this one in too, so you can shit all over another one of my top picks, uh, Mage Wars. Nice. <laughs> I'll just say this as to why uh, to me it's a timeless. Been playing it for about three and a half years now. Still playing it. Uh, game still has reasons to go back. The customization. You know, it, it's like if you want that uh, a deep competitive game. Where you can be like, hey man, I love Magic the Gathering, but I am not going to start like slinging uh, crack just so I can afford playing this game. This, you know, Mage Wars is your replacement. One of mine that I'll throw in that um, I know a lot of people will probably say because there's a newer version of it out there that, and a different version out there that people just kind of pushed it to the wayside. I think Pandemic is something that I could always come back to. And granted, there are different iterations of it now. There's uh, Iberia, there's Legacy, of course, there's Cthulhu. You know, it's just just the original Pandemic I could always come back to because playing it with my family, it's um, one of those games that's pretty easy to learn. You know, you just grab, you know, 501 color, you you know, try to, you know, get to a, uh, why am I blanking out right now? Safe house, <laughs> white house. What are those things called? Research station. Oh, research station. Thank you. You go to a research station, you cure it, you know, you try to eradicate, you know, eradicate it. I mean, it's, it's one of those that because of the shuffling of the cards and all the events that you have that you can use and stuff like that, it's, it's still very randomized and you can't, this game, you can't, 
you can have a strategy for, but the game will always find a way to always slip something different or kick your ass, you know. And it's just one of those, like, people, a lot of people say, because of Pandemic Legacy, there's no need to have Pandemic again. Well, guess what? If you're playing Pandemic Legacy, most of the stuff you're, try not to get too spoilery, it's, it, you're ruining stuff and you're and there's a you know there's a chance that you're never going to play legacy again you're just going to play it that one time well it's not one time through it's multiple times and then it's done you know you can probably save that game board and use it for a pandemic but just having that base game there and just it's something that you can teach just about anybody and have a fun time with i think is makes it timeless well i heard that like um after you do the legacy and then, like, I know, like, you, you change stuff on the board and, like, cards and whatnot. And mm-hmm. it's, like, now after it's all done, when you play it, it's, like, that's the world now. Like, yeah. that can't change. So whenever you go back to it, it's, like, oh, yeah, I remember that that happened. And it's, like, you just have to live with the consequences. Mm-hmm. You see giant X's all over, like, certain contents. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, I was going to say, I mean, like, even with Pandemic, you know, I mean, there's also all those expansions. Mm-hmm. And, like, the um, like the different varieties where you have, instead of you curing the diseases, you have the diseases trying to take control of the cities. Yeah, like Pandemic Contagion. Pandemic yeah, Contagion. Contagion, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, by the way, Pandemic, uh, next year is going to be, like, uh, 10 years of that game. Wow. I'm wondering if uh, they, I'm really hoping that they release, like, a Pandemic Big Box That'd be cool. Yeah, with all the expansions in honor of the uh, the anniversary, that would be awesome as hell. And you know what? It's like um, I never got too much into the original Pandemic, but I can also see why so many people love it. Though it's like, you know, it's one of like the first big co op games. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, it has a sense of urgency. It's like, I mean, it's actually uh, you know, it's pretty funny. It's like it's number uh, Pandemic is number sixty. Pandemic The Cure is number 229. This is all Board Game Geek ratings, by the way. Pandemic Iberia is number 268. There's a reason why, you know, it takes up three or four spots in the top 300 games. Mm-hmm. You know, they are just really well thought out. Pandemic Legacy is still board game uh, ranked number one. And, I mean, uh, it, it's just like, you know, there's something about that thing. Uh, the fact that they find new ways to keep it, you know, like with state of emergency, like they just really up the ante where it's like so much harder. Mm-hmm. And what was it? Uh, was it in the lab or was it the other one that introduced like the traitor role? I think on the brink, they actually, okay. where it's like, there's like a biohazard specialist or something like that like is actually working against the other players. I'm like, they put in a traitor mechanic to pandemic. <laughs> like That's like so weird and awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what about you, Kim? Do you have a, another one to throw on the list? Thinking back of things like, okay, because we're basically going for stuff that we would play like five years from now, ten years from now, right? Yeah. Like everything mm-hmm. we'd want to go back to. I would have to say then Port Royale. Yeah, I, I can see Port Royale getting into that uh, that zeitgeist. Because I don't, I don't really remember playing push games. I'm sure I have, but for some reason that one stands out the most to me. Um, it's probably because everyone gets to be involved. It's not like you just watch the other person push their luck. Like many pushy luck games, is like I'm doing my things. Now you do your things. Because you can actually get coins on other people's turns. Yeah, and hire the crew and all that stuff. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I mean, if not Port Royal, I can definitely see one or two of Fister's games like becoming, you know, something like as years and years go on, it just keeps hitting the table and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Even Oh My Goods, too. Yeah. Because that one, he <laughs> always tends to bring out sometimes when people are over. And I was like, oh, what you play? Oh, my goods. Oh, didn't yeah. we play that last time we were here? Yeah, but it's so good. We'll just say that Alexander Fister is the uh, the timeless game. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be safe to say. And then another one then, and then, Kurt, you could also talk about this, too, because it was on your list. Um, Ticket to Ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's... It, it's funny because that, that game is actually newer to me than probably most people. It's new to me, too. I just, nice. I just played it, too. <laughs> nice. Because, um, let's see, when's the first time we played that game? Last year or the year before? <laughs> I don't know what game you're talking about. Ticket to Ride. We bought it a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago? Yeah. So, yeah. So within, you know, two or three years, this is the first time I've played this game. And the first time you won was like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and two weeks ago was the first time I ever won this game. And oh, did I win. Oh, did I win. It was like. But it, it took him years. <laughs> hey, you're not in this episode. Sorry. Shut up. Hey, uh, so, uh, Kurt, how much did you win by? Just join the episode. <laughs> Yeah, so it was one of those things where, like, here's another thing that you can tell when a game is timeless and that it's so good is that I just won my first game after having this game for two or three years. And I don't know about you, but with me, a lot of times, if you don't win a game, a lot of times it doesn't make you want to play a game ever again. So when you get to that point where you're like, you keep inching your way and you keep going okay there's got to be a way that i can you know i can get this you know and um played it the other day and i'm pretty sure it was like i think i had like 119 and i think the next the highest person was tracy i think she had 65 uh, what was it i don't know yeah don't chime in it's probably like 85 but anyway i would it, it was like just being that far away was like shocking to me because usually Tracy's the one who wins and by a lot, you know? So it was like, it's just one of those moments where it's like, you know, you get up from the chair, you're like, yes, you know, arms up, running around the house. Like, yeah, you know, it's like, holy, can't believe I did that. You know? I was going to ask if you did a victory lap. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, I pretended my chair was a choo-choo train. I pulled the, <laughs> pulled the choo-choo. Put on, made an origami hat, um, conductor's hat. But no, it was just, it, it again, timeless. It just, it's one of those things where you know exactly where you're going because all, the cards haven't changed. There are plenty of expansions for it. Unfortunately, we haven't played that yet. And there, you know, if you play this game enough, there are going to be ways for you to say, okay. Obviously, if I know that this person is going here, this is probably where they're going. Or if you want to be a really big cheater, you can just watch their eyes as they look for the one city that they're <laughs> looking for. I don't do that, by the way. I could, but I don't. No matter what you do, there's always a way to, you know, try to screw people over, but also do good for yourself. And, you know, but then sometimes you got to be like, okay, well, I I've obviously have to ditch where I'm going right now because there's no way I'm going to get there and find a way to get to it. It's just, I don't know. It's just 
It's just one of those games where I never thought I would be in love with a train game. Just because I'm not a big fan of trains. I've got one that goes through my backyard that I hate every single day. <laughs> it shakes my house to no to, to no end. But um, it's just a game that I enjoy every time, regardless of winning or losing. Like, because I think the game just like hit like it's like 11 or 12th year or something like that. Like over 10 million sold. It it is like um it was another one of those games that like you know like three or four years in the hobby we mentioned how we never played it, and a friend of ours is like you've never played. I'll be back in an hour and like, you know, went to get his copy and stuff like that. <laughs> what I always found interesting was like, I always heard like Ticket to Ride, the low player count was kind of like a bit of a critical fail. And then they release Ticket to Ride Nordic and that's designed for two to three players only. And I just love the fact that it's like, you know, they realize that their audience might only have a few players and instead of like just a board or whatever, made a specific thing just for that. Nice. You know, and what you were saying about like you know following their eyes, we have we have had it where we're like, okay, uh, where is Hervinger Burger? <laughs> it's like you know, like it's like it starts out with an H E R some weird symbol G E R R R E N. It's like just like trying to find these spots and everything. But uh, now we we've gotten to the point where we no longer ask the other person to help us find the city, which is nice. Yeah. It does. But yeah, Ticket to Ride is definitely worth its, uh, you know, its its uh, centennial status there. And didn't it come out like with a like a anniversary edition too? Yeah, with like even bigger board and like each player has customized trains and everything. And it's like, it's... like even Talisman hasn't had stuff like that. Like what other game has had a anniversary type? To that degree, not too many. Like a few do, but like I think ten. I think. Yeah, but it's like the fact that the Ticket to Ride one was like so easy to get when it was out. Like they were putting that thing out for months and months. It wasn't like this whole, oh, you didn't buy one of the 5,000 that was printed? You better hurry. Like, yeah. it was actually, you could get it, which was great. Yeah, and it's one of it's one of those like, it's like that in Pandemic. Like you can find it just about anywhere. You know, go to your local Target. Guess what? It's there. Go yeah. to, Toys you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just about anybody is going to have it because they know that people dig it and that, you know, people will continue to. Don't they even have a... They made a kid's ticket to ride. Yeah, like my first ticket to ride or something like that. My first ticket to ride. And that just came out recently. Yeah, it would it would have been that would have been a, one of those that I would have loved to gotten for Logan to for you know to introduce him to it you know if he were younger but you know I have a feeling like if I got it for him now he'd be like I'm bored let's play the other one <laughs> yeah I think you can do regular ticket with him right now yeah you know, for especially sure. like you know and the fact that you just use the U S map like a couple of times over oh yeah no yeah. he's that that last time we played it he played it and he he's good at it you know yeah. I think I want to get the London map. Yeah, I wouldn't mind like getting just about anything with that because it'd just be fun to, you know, it's nice to play those different. I'm not very good with geography, so it's kind of cool to see those things and be like, <laughs> oh, this is this place is cool. I should look it up, you know. <laughs> All right, so um, when we were at the, a game store like a uh, time or two ago, I said to one of the guys that works there, I'm like, I'm like, man, yeah, I was like, I, do they have a ticket to ride Belgium? I wouldn't mind ticket to ride Belgium. And he goes, tell you what. If you can find Belgium on a map without help, I will let you just have it for free. And I was like, I fucking hate you so much. Because <laughs> he knew I wouldn't be able to. That's I was like, awesome. I was like, once again, our school system has failed us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too funny. So one thing I am curious about from like from all six of our listeners is like, 
you know, like games that they think are going to be like timeless, like things that are coming out now. Like, do you, you know, does anyone see any of the games in the last year or two becoming like the new timeless games? Like Arkham Horror. Arkham, Star Realms. Like everyone talks about Star Realms. Is that is a game? Do you think you're going to be playing Star Realms in 10 years from now? Gosh, I yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it just makes me, yeah. I almost wonder about that kind of stuff because when coming up with this list, you know, it's like, I remember when when we finally got Lagrange at at, uh, at Gen Con. I was like, God, this game is so much fun. I you know I I just you know it's just cool and it just seems so different. You know, it's not as different because it's got same similar mechanics and stuff like that. You don't hear anybody really talk about that anymore. I mean, they've got the No Siesta, you yeah. know, the dice version of it or whatever or card version. Sorry, but you know, it's hard because it's you know it's just like. It's like when you think about movies, like Logan is big into like eighties movies right now. And it's like, holy crap. You're like, you're going to be like one of like a half a million kids that just won't even know what he's stuck on Goonies right now. And I'm like, what nice. kid his age knows what fucking Goonies is. So it, you know, it's, you almost wonder if there's going to be like, you know, the big hot game right now is tra- uh, terraforming Mars. You know, it's like, okay, is that going to be a game? five years from now that people are even going to remember or be like, oh, well, that was fun. Yeah, like, uh, I I am curious, like, um, and I mean, there was games that we didn't mention that uh, are in no way not worth, like, talking about, but we didn't want to have a 17-hour show. Like, Carcassonne. <laughs> like, who doesn't know Carcassonne and, like, Catan yeah. and all these others? But, like, I'm wondering, like, did Carcassonne come out? Like, like what Carcassonne was, you know, X amount of years ago or, like, almost 10 years ago, that pandemic, like, mm-hmm. Pandemic came out, and people were like, oh, man, this is awesome. And, you know, here we are, like, two and a half thousand days later, and you go to a con, and you set up Pandemic, and people were like, ooh, can I play? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to explain to them what Pandemic is. Like, it just, it lasts. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering what came out now that in five or six years from now will be, you know, like, do we have a Pandemic this year? Do we have, like, was there a Carcassonne or a Ticket to Ride last year? You know, I'm really curious about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's something we can visit in, at our ten year anniversary and see <laughs> see if anything has lasted. You'll have to come and visit me at the home with a recording <laughs> equipment. <laughs> no. Oh, Kurt, you've, time has been kind, you old friend. <laughs> I'll be in my forties. No, you won't. <laughs> can I dream it? Jesus Christ! In ten years from now, you won't even be in your forties. I'll be close it. to my forties. <laughs> I'll be really close. Sorry, everybody else that's listening to this. And then, and then, when I'm close to my 40s, I can. We can always bring out Lords of Water Deep. We'll bring it to your retirement home. Yeah, I was gonna say you'll, yeah, you'll there, bring yeah. it to my urn. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It'll be it'll be it'll be your home's euchre basically for game night. So, so Kurt, before we roll out, I, I don't know if you heard uh, devastating news. Uh, flip the table. This is their last season. Yeah. Oh man. I'm glad that they're going out on their terms, but oh my god, it hurts my heart to know that that show is gold. Yeah, and, for uh, sure. That show, I love uh, Destructoid Podcast, and what I noticed is like at the end, like you know, they have like questions or you know quizzes or whatever. So, so Kim, like, do you know what two of my favorite things in the world are? Boobs. Uh, granted. <laughs> but besides <laughs> that, was that a great answer. By do you know way. what two of my other favorite things are? <laughs> Board games and wrestling. That's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, love, I love board games and wrestling. And uh, so I was thinking, I want to start a segment on our show, if you don't mind. And I want to call it Dan's Dumb Trivia, a.k.a. the DDT. 
Nice. Nice. All right. So this first thing that I got for you guys, this is probably one of the dumbest things I've ever thought of. And I absolutely love to come up with these questions. So I'm going to give you guys this trivia. Uh, each of you will get a point for each correct answer. And uh, eventually, at some score, you guys will get something. I haven't decided what yet. This, this particular one is I am combining wrestlers with board games. So I will give you a scenario where a wrestler is playing a board game. And you're going to have to tell me what that combination becomes. So here's an example. Uh, Steve Austin, a.k.a. the Texas Rattlesnake, rolls dice to gather resources for his Neanderthal tribe. And that would be Stone Age Steve Austin. Ah, you know, see, I the see. game being Stone Age, the wrestler Sweet. being Steve Austin. Sweet. Maybe we should be asking you these questions and you should answer them. Right. Dude, I, have a, I have a feeling I'm going to be looking at the screen blankly. Well, here's the deal. I really went for people that are, like, well-known. Uh, Kurt, here, hopefully this this one you should be able to jump in first. Oh, boy. Here and, and here's the deal. You don't have to get exactly right. Just get close enough to what All I'm right. looking for. All right. And once you think you have an answer, keep firing them off, because whoever says it first wins. You don't have to buzz in. So in this scenario, the People's Champion plays a various gods doing these concerts in this game from Solar Flare Games. Lords of the Rock? Yes! Oh, Thank wow. you, Kurt. <laughs> all right, so see, you guys see now how this works, right? Nice, nice. Great. Already this is off to an awesome start. Okay. <laughs> well, here's one that no one will get. Y2J uses one of his wrestling aliases when playing this dice game version of Race for the Galaxy. One of Jericho's aliases, the Ayatollah of... Don't for all answer. Race, race of the Galaxy? Yeah, what's the dice version of that? Roll for the Galaxy. Yeah, so the Ayatollah of... Galaxy? No. <laughs> the... <laughs> the Ayatollah of Rock and Roller Galaxy. Yes, the Ayatollah what? of Rock and Roller for the Galaxy. I don't know why 2G's <laughs> okay. alias. Okay, well, that's what I was saying. I thought that okay. was Edge. Here we go. Jesus Christ. All right. The... <laughs> The dead man plays this guessing game where you say if people went higher or lower than the number-based answer. Tombstone Nimit? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tombstone Nimit is exactly... No, not too... It's a game... Think think yeah. like Wits and Wagers. What's another game where you can... You say if somebody went higher or lower... What's another way of saying uh, Undertaker that? Yeah, Close. That would Undertake be great. Undertake that. Uh, the game is actually over under. So the answer would oh. be the over Undertaker. God damn it. You oh. people suck. That, <laughs> nobody good. got that. All right. He almost got mm -hmm. it. He was close to Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson play a game from CGE where they try to show that lower class people have all the fun in this last will compatible game. Those guys in Japan. What was the name of their faction? The Bullet Club. That's right. So, what is the game that's like Last Will? Bring Out Your Dead? The Prodigals. The Prodigals? Yes, the name of the game is The Prodigals the Club. The Prodigals Club? Close. The, prodigal... the Prodigals Bullet Club. There we go. <laughs> hey, we're two for two, Kurt. I, I gotta wash these dishes because I just spoon-fed Kim that answer. Okay. For, this, is, this is just... God I gotta damn it. watch more wrestling. Holy shit. And play more games, apparently. <laughs> Former female wrestler China goes one-on-one -on -one against her opponents in this civilization builder from Repost Games. The game takes place over three eras, and you draft cards. Through the ages? No. The one that you hate. 
trying to think of civilization what, what, builder where you draft trying to cards. think of what china has to do with it her, what was one of her nicknames in the ring oh god i don't fucking know did you uh, say the ninth wonder of the world? You're probably right. Seventh Kurt. wonder of the world. Yeah. So how do you combine those? Quick, somebody get it. Seven. The, ni- ni- the ninth seventh wonder of the world. The That's ninth- right, Kurt. Oh wow. <laughs> the ninth seventh wonder. Boy, nobody ever make these games because they're the worst titles. <laughs> Bret Hart loves playing this roll and move game where the goal is to get the crown of command. Oh, it's a talisman. Yeah, but Bret Hart. What is Bret Hart? A wrestler. Oh my god. No, what just, else is he known as? Um Come on, somebody. The Heartbreak Kid? No, that's Shawn Michaels, <laughs> oh. so close. <laughs> oh, uh Bret Hart, he wears the glasses, he always Hit me hit, Bret Hart. Hit hit the ta- hit hit the talisman. It no, it's not hit the talisman. Hitman talisman talisman hitman. Talus hitman was the answer. I was talisman. looking for a talus hitman. Did I get my point? Sure, I'll give it to you. Yeah! Why not? We're three for three. <laughs> Give me a score. <laughs> this is getting worse and worse. The Macho if anybody, Man. If anybody got, if anybody listening gets these, I'll give you a dollar. I was going to say, I, you know what? I will match your dollar. The Macho Man <laughs> loves this RPG system that features exploding dice and lets you create any world or atmosphere in their universe. It's an RPG system. Fate. Or the not fate. Macho Man. What? What's Macho Man's name? Savage Worlds. Yeah, so, what's his first name? Macho Savage Worlds. All right, close enough. I was looking for Randy Savage Worlds, but you know okay. what? I'll give that to Kim. <laughs> no, it's got to be Macho Man Randy Savage Worlds. There you go. Sure, why not? We both get points for <laughs> that. Okay, yeah, yeah exactly. We're both I, double points. I thought it was something yeah. better. <laughs> Hollywood Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash try to take over the world in this board game by combining mystical races with other traits. In this uh, Day of Wonders hit. What's the board game? It's from Days of Wonder where there's like all the little cardboard shits of all the different races. And you, you like the skeletons and the orcs. And you can be tough orcs or you can be like cunning orcs. There's a lot of expansions for this game. Smash up? No. It's s- small blank. Small worlds. Yes. So what what was the faction with Hollywood Hogan, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash? NWO. That's right. What does NWO stand for? New oh New Worlds. New Small Worlds Order. Yes, yeah! that's it. So that's so Thank you, Kurt. And, and finally, should I do this one in the voice to help make it easier yeah, for you guys? Yeah, yeah. This recently deceased wrestler will use the power of a thousand burning suns to deduce who is a horrible monster in the shortened version of this party game classic. (laughs) (laughs) Who used to talk like that? Please have somebody. Macho Man. No, (laughs) he was already an answer. The Warrior. Yes. What game has you deducing who's a monster? Werewolf. What's werewolf warrior. Close. Come warrior on. Warrior werewolf. The warrior werewolf. <laughs> All right. You know what? I'm because Kurt's not saying the ultimate werewolf. werewolf warrior. Yes. Uh, one night ultimate oh, warrior night. werewolf. Because yeah. <laughs> instead of one night I ultimate call it werewolf. werewolf, because yeah. I it's like a tan. I shortened it up. There we go. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I don't care so, if you guys liked it or not. I enjoyed it. I liked it. it. <laughs> So I know Dan liked it because he kept laughing. During <laughs> I'm just like, as I'm going over this, I'm like, I actually spent time making this happen. What, so, am, I, what am I doing with my life? So ready? So you got to read the, the scores. 
All right, so Kim has six. And, no. no. Kurt has six, and Kim has four. <laughs> We're going to keep a running total forever. Nice. Right. We, should have a, we should have a tote board. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Trust me, I'm going to make a board for this. <laughs> yep. It's too good not to. Yeah. And if, you fig- and if anyone else out there figured it out, email me. I will get you something incredible because you're amazing. <laughs> I enjoy doing that, and I'm looking that, forward to the that next was fun. game. That was fun. Unfortunately, when it comes to trivia, I am the worst, and I'm surprised that I even got that with clues. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Don't worry, baby birds. I'll feed you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so make sure you study up on your wrestlers and your games before next time. Yeah. Oh, next time I'll, I'll make it. Uh, I'm gonna go with a more of a wits and wagers, where it'll be a uh, more a little number based to make it easier for you guys. Hey, there you go. <laughs> I still had fun either That's way. That's good. Did you enjoy yeah. it? Yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> the clues helped. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I did giving you guys the answers pretty much directly. <laughs> you yeah. know what we should do? You know what we should do next time? So like our points, we should cash in one point for one clue. Oh, yeah, there but, you then, go. but then you'll end with like either one or zero points. Hey, you need clues. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm okay with negatives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're playing agricola trivia where you start at negative twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's awesome. All right, so we're ready to wrap this one up. Yeah, I think so. Well, hopefully you got some insight on your favorite timeless games if you heard some of those. Also, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Facebook. uh, Hit us up on the email and just let us know if there's some things that you think that we left out or if there's something that you're just totally in love with that you uh, think is a timeless game that should be included. I think we could probably come back to this in even a year or whatever and just talk about a couple of other games that we thought of because, you know, obviously there's a lot of stuff that we missed. So. Agreed. Yeah. Way, Kurt, uh, I just want to check something. I just, uh, I actually just saw a rumor recently. Is it true that only sexy beasts follow at MFGCast on Twitter? That is true. Okay, that is true. Only sure. the only the sexiest of people. <laughs> <laughs> Saying that, I just shook my head. <laughs> just me shaking my head. Like, why? Why would I even say that? Yeah, I was gonna say. I was like, oh, so this is what shame feels like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Guess what? Sexy and me have never been in the se- in the same sentence ever, <laughs> and I never expected to be. All right, guys. So until next time, I'm Kurt. I'm Dan, and I'm Kim. And this was the MFG Cast. Legends of Tabletop Podcast, creating legends one die at a time.